man. What a year it's been. 2020. 2020 vision. <laughs> I had a lot of plans for this year. Actually, the whole world had a lot of plans for this year. And then the universe was like, get the fuck out of here with your dumbass plans. I got some coronavirus coming your way. <laughs> wow. What a year to remember. 2020 was supposed to be the year for everybody. And then it started off with a bang. You know, Kobe died. And the whole world just, the whole world was mourning. Like that, that hit everybody hard. And just how it happened, too. You know, I'm sure he kissed his wife. Goodbye, I see you soon. And kissed his daughters. And, you know, that whole situation just reminded me of how precious life is. You know, how many times do we see somebody calling us and we just say, yeah, I'll call you back or I'll text you back or I'll see you tomorrow. I'll see you later. And, you know, life is precious. And then that, that, that virus hit. Started in China and, and the whole world went to shit. You know, Kobe died, coronavirus, and the travel bans came. I was so looking forward to traveling. Hitting a few countries. And that virus was like, nah, bro, not today. Fuck, what else happened? The whole world got sold out of the toilet paper. <laughs> toilet paper. <laughs> of all things. Man, it's kind of scary how, you know, people react and how much groupthink we live by. Toilet fucking paper. And then what happened after that? What? The stock market crashed. World economy going to shit. You know? Well, at least we still have a... Uh, we still have Tiger King. If you haven't seen that on Netflix, you need to check it out. That that show is... Incredible. But yeah, at least... With all the bullshit that's going on... We have... We still have Tiger King. Man, you know, speaking of a stock market crash, this would be a good time to to start making some investments. You know, if you're not a stocks guy, maybe you look into real estate. If you're not a real estate guy, this would be a good time to just even start brainstorming some ideas of possibly starting a business. You know, this this is only if you have some money tucked away. If you don't, then I guess you're one of those people waiting for that stimulus package. <laughs> that stimulus check. <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, there's a company called uh called CRISPR. And uh, 
for those who don't know what CRISPR is, uh, they're uh, they're a company that specializes in uh, gene editing, and uh, this is gonna be huge in the future. Huge. I mean, we're already messing with genes when it comes to pregnancies and identifying diseases. Uh, But CRISPR is going to be huge. So if you don't know who they are, check them out. I definitely plan on uh, investing. Actually, I'm already invested with them already. Uh, But but check it out. It's spelled C-R-I-S-P-R, CRISPR. And they're a biotech company that specializes in genomes and like I said gene editing so so check them out um but yeah like I was saying this will be a good time to start thinking of ways to invest your money you know, invest your money capitalize on what's going on right now a lot of people don't know this but some of the biggest companies that we know right now were actually created out of the last uh recession about 12 years ago 2007 8 9 companies like uh Facebook Uber uh what else WhatsApp even Instagram uh and a good amount of other companies actually the last market crash was was a huge conduit for a lot of innovation. So best believe there's a lot of smart people, you know, people like you, people like me sitting at home right now, just game planning and thinking of ideas, you know, that can transcend our culture, you know, two, three, five, ten years from now. And uh, it wouldn't hurt to be one of those people, you know, to look back five years from now and say, you know what? When that coronavirus hit, I was in the lab cooking something up. I was in the lab cooking something up. So I think you should use this time to to start game planning. Uh, I know a lot of people are just sitting at home right now and waiting for that check to come. And I, I you know what? I really, actually, I don't understand the hoopla about this whole stimulus check because Let's say you do qualify to get a check. What's that check going to do for you? Well, I, I believe it's uh, if you're making less than $75,000, you get 1200 I believe. And obviously, if you're, if you're married, you get, you know, times two. The wife gets 1200 The husband gets 1200 That's 2400 And you get a, a stipend for each kid you have as well. And then if you're making... Uh, forgot the exact numbers, but I don't know if you're making less than a hundred thousand, you get about six hundred dollars. Um, so they're trying to make sure everybody gets a dime, but actually, it would probably make more sense, you know, if you're making a, a certain a certain amount. If you're making a hundred thousand dollars, six hundred dollars is not going to do anything for you. I mean, it's just, it's just not. So why don't you take that money for the government and give it to people that actually need it? 
You know, you can use that money to pay off student loans, give it to the homeless. There's so many other ways that we can utilize those funds. So I don't understand the ideology behind giving people that are making over $100,000, still giving them money. I just I just don't. Uh, but I digress. Um, also, Bernie Sanders dropped out, which is crazy. I was not expecting him to drop out. Just a few weeks ago, he was the leading uh, candidate. Uh, but Biden came out of nowhere. The Democratic establishment got behind him. And uh, apparently now he's he's the chosen one. Which I don't understand why they're propping him up to go against Trump. Because if you're not a Trump supporter then I don't see a world where Biden beats Trump. I just don't. Biden is pretty pretty old. He's pretty old. And uh, if there's any chance he's going to win the election, it's going to be because of his running mate. Reminds me of uh, when Bush was president. You know, Bush was president, but it was Cheney doing all the work. Cheney was pretty much running the country. You know, so I feel like if Biden won, it'll be the same situation, you know, where he's, you know, he's the front man, but it's really the vice president that's that's running things and making all the important decisions. Now, he did say a few weeks ago that he guarantees that if he were if he were to become the the or if he were to win the nominee for the Democratic Party, he'd nominate uh female as his running mate so you know we'll see what happens with that we we have Kamala Harris that's an option Uh, we have Michelle Obama that's an option Um, we have that what's the name of that last lady can't remember her name, but she was she really stood out to me. I feel like she'd really be a good uh, nominee as well. Um, let me give me a second. Let me get her name here. She was great in the uh, debates. Let me see what her name is here. What is your name? What is your name? Well, Elizabeth Warren, that's not who I was thinking about, but Elizabeth Warren is another option for him. I don't think he's going to pick her. Uh, I'm not sure if she has much drawing power. Uh, Let's see here. Tulsi, Tulsi Gabbard. That's who I was thinking about. She strikes me as very strong. She can definitely go to toe to toe, go to toe to toe. She can definitely go toe to toe with Trump. I feel I feel like between her, between Tulsi and and Michelle, I think those two would really give Trump a run for his money. Uh, but you know, if you pick somebody unknown, then you can almost kind of make a case that it it's. You know, better to keep Trump. 
as president, especially with all the craziness that's going on in the world right now. But we'll see. We'll see. I mean, can you even imagine if the the election was a few weeks away and all this nonsense was going on in the world? I mean, they'd pretty much have to postpone it. They'd pretty much have to postpone it. Uh, but yeah, Bernie Sanders is out. So so we'll see. We'll see how far uh, Biden can go. Um, that reminds me, I also wanted to make a book recommendation. This is one of literally one of the books I've ever read. It's called The Four Agreements. And I recommend that book to anybody. That book really taught me a lot. I read this a few years ago. Uh, but it really, really taught me a lot about life, about relationships, uh, about a lot of things. And um, the four agreements or the book, it talks about um, four things that we should live our lives by. I don't want to ruin it for you, but I'll just give you a, a really brief uh, summary talks about the four things um, that we should, or the four rules we should live our lives by. And the first is being impeccable with your word. And uh, that's pretty much talking about, you know, always saying what you mean, always speaking with integrity, um, avoiding gossip, you know, being mindful of, of the words you use when you, you know, speak to yourself. Um, Using your power of your word, using the power of your word with truth and love and and direction. Uh, that's 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 one of the rules. The other one is don't take anything personally. And before I read this book, this was a big big thing for me. I think for all of us, you know, when somebody does something, it's in your human nature to take it personally. You know, if somebody wrongs you, if somebody breaks up with you, if somebody lies to you. You know, if somebody acts in any way that you're not expecting, it's so easy to say, well, what did I do? You know, but this book, the book teaches you that, you know, nothing others do is because of you. You know, and what others say to you, what others do to you, it's a projection of their own reality, not necessarily yours. That was a very, very big lesson for me. And uh, I think you would definitely enjoy reading that chapter. Uh, the third one was don't make assumptions, which is something that we also all do. We all make assumptions, right, about everything, you know. Uh, so it, it goes over the importance of, you know, having the courage to ask questions, to express how you really feel, you know. Um, I feel like with this one rule alone, you can literally change your life, you know, because Communication is very, very important. Uh, communicating with others as clearly as you can, you know, to avoid misunderstandings, drama, more drama, sadness. That's really, really important. So don't make assumptions. It was one of my favorite chapters. And then the last one was always do your best. You know, and it talked, it talks about how your best always changes moment to moment. You know, if you go to the gym today, your best might be working out three hours, but if you go to the gym tomorrow, you're, maybe you're sick, you're not feeling well, your best might be 10 minutes, but 
you did your best because you went to the gym and you conquered that fear. So this book is just all around amazing. So I just wanted to uh, recommend that today. And maybe I should start doing book recommendations because I there's a few books. There's actually a lot of books that I, I feel like have been really instrumental and very helpful to me. So I think uh, you guys might find a lot of value from that. Uh, but in a nutshell, this was a impromptu podcast sesh from uh, Quarantine Life. And uh, I'd like to leave you guys with this with this quote, which really, really resonated with me. Um, and the quote goes, sometimes our fears are, are misdirected, usually towards not living up to our goals or other people's expectations. Your greatest fear shouldn't be failure. Your greatest fear should be succeeding at something that doesn't matter. And that quote really hit me hard. And what I got from it was it's really important to walk and charge towards fear at all times. We have this fear of failure. We have this fear of not living up to other people's expectations, other people's perceptions. Fuck all that. You know, you should be more fearful of just living a life of nothingness. You know, we're all here for a reason, whether you know what that reason is for you or not. You are here for a reason. And every chance you get, your life should be be an example unto others. You know, you should be contributing to change or at least trying to contribute to change. And you were any small way you can, any small way you can. You know, you don't have to become a humanitarian to feel like you're contributing. There's so many different ways we can we can help out. But anyway, I just wanted to leave you uh, leave you guys with that quote. And uh, yeah. What a year, right? On the bright side, we still have at least a good six months left. Six to eight months left. It's it's April right now. So uh, we'll see what happens when this whole thing ends. I feel like this is going to happen again in the near future. Because there's a lot of things. I guarantee you the government is taking notes right now on how people are reacting and rubbing their hands like Birdman. But, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. Hopefully things get back to normal soon. If not, I'll keep living it up, meditating, you know, living that good life, fasting, growing as a person. So many different things we can be doing right now. Uh, but until next time, peace and love. Wait, 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 wait. I just remembered that we haven't named this podcast episode yet. Uh, being that I have a Bruce Lee poster or Bruce Lee art piece here. It's exquisite, by the way, I should say. I'm going to name this episode Bruce Lee. Yeah, Bruce Lee. I like that. I like that. (laughs) All right. Until next time. Peace and love.